0: Welcome to the Pursuit of Wellbeing podcast. My name's Maria Brosnan. I'm the founder of Pursuit and your host for the show. This podcast is dedicated to providing well-being information, inspiration and support for teachers, leaders and school staff around the world. My guest today is Anne Hudson. Anne is a human resources professional with over 25 years experience in HR, much of it working in education with schools. She's a Chartered Fellow of the Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development and led the School Workforce Reform Program for the Surrey Local Authority and was Head of HR for Children's Services in the London Borough of Sutton. Anne has spoken at a number of education and HR conferences and forums across the country and was elected Chair to the National Multi-Academy Trust HR Network. Anne completed her Master's of Science in People and Organisational Development, writing her dissertation on compassionate leadership in education. She works closely with head teachers and chairs of governors in the Guildford Diocese. Anne, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Maria. It's really good to be here.
0: Thank you. Well, Anne, with all this experience on a, on a local and national level, in your observation as a very skilled and experienced HR professional, what has been the impact of the last 12 months on teachers and school leaders?
1: I think well, the impact has been particularly the sort of speed of response that, that heads and school leaders needed to react initially a year ago. And then uh, from then, I believe the adrenaline kicked in and it hasn't stopped. It's yeah. been one thing after the other. I think heads have found the um, need to adjust their practice uh, to respond to government initiatives really demanding whilst thinking about the needs of the children and increasingly the needs of the families or of those uh, pupils and their staff so it's been like a, a, a relentless intense uh, period of um, extreme activity and I believe my concern is that eventually somebody or people are going to fall off the edge because they can't maintain uh, that level of, of uh, action. And um, I think for heads in particular, it's, it's the fact that ultimately they're responsible for everybody. Uh, a staff member may be having a bad day and uh, they put in an intervention or say, well, take a day off, um, just kind of deal with your family things. Um, and that's OK. But for heads, they've had to keep going. And I noticed in the trust I was working with last year, some of the heads were working all the way through Easter. If you remember, school provision for vulnerable uh, children and for key worker children continued. And so it was the heads that were saying, you know, doing the Easter shift uh, at times in order to support the rest of their staff. So it's that selfless um, continuing activity um, and intensity that I think is going to, if we're not careful, lead to a real serious burnout uh, amongst our head teachers.
0: It's, you you paint a really concerning picture, and there's a lot of data coming out around this, even around the number of heads that are considering leaving the profession. And so what do we do? You know, if if, what's the likely outcome, if we don't do something now, what, what could happen in the next 12 months or so?
1: I think there's two things that could happen. If we don't really pay attention to heads and their well-being and their mental health, uh, there could be a a large number of of colleagues who become seriously ill um, and the impact on the school clearly would be, uh, really devastating if they're on an extended period of sick leave. And, of course, it's terrible for them as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is um, people leaving the profession and leaving them in, leaving in droves. And I was listening to um, something on the radio back in January, in that week in January, do you remember, when schools returned and then the next day <laughs> remote, remote working returned. And this head was saying, I've just had the worst week of my life. I can't go on and I began to think about what do we do about this because this is this is really serious. Um, and at that time I was doing a piece of work on recruitment and retention, actually looking at some of the data that NFER had been producing in the previous six months about this. at the time the slowdown of exit from uh, teaching because of the COVID pandemic and job security being one thing I think there, but also the increase of people coming into initial teacher training and the fact that you know places were filled for the first time in, in a good number of years. But then I thought, but I think there'll be a tsunami of teachers leaving the profession, the teachers, perhaps not immediately because they're so committed to the, the fact that we're in a pandemic and we're in a crisis. But when that begins to shift, then I think we'll see, see that change. And so I thought, well, what about a sabbatical? Perhaps there's an idea that we could develop that would be really practical for heads. And I was conscious also of um, a lot of the media coverage and the articles were around, you know, employers, heads, leaders, need to be looking after their people uh, in this time. And uh, governors, you know, take take account of, of your head, you know, and their well being. Well, those things are, you know, are really important, but it's one thing to say it and challenge people, And then the other thing is how do you do it? When you're a governor or chair of governors, how do you actually make a difference to the well-being and the mental health of your head, other than say, How are you? Which I'm sure they're doing, (laughs) but but you know, something practical. And so I began to think about something that might be specific for education in this time that might might help heads.
0: So you mentioned the word sabbatical and firstly, for people that might not be familiar, could you just tell us what that word is? And to me, that immediately implies a long time off. Is that, is that what you're suggesting?
1: Well, not exactly. I mean, I was curious about sabbatical as well, Maria, and I. it felt vaguely spiritual to me, and I thought, well, what, what's it all about? And I researched it, and uh, first of all, it goes back to the Judeo-Christian principle um, through creation, you know, working for six days and then resting, mm. and so we have that word uh, Sabbath. And then I looked a little further into some of the principles of living for um, uh, the nation of Israel and in the Bible. And it was about um, resting the land every seven years, giving the land a, sab- a Sabbath so that there was a restoration and um, refreshment and rest for the land so that it could be productive again. And that's really what sabbatical's about. It's about an intentional break, a period of rest for refreshment, uh, for rejuvenation, for reflection, I think, uh, in our our lives, um, so that somebody is then refreshed and able to return with the vigour and energy to take forward their role. Um, So that's the origin of it. Um, Typically... In, uh in our world now it's often associated with academia where academics might take a six-month period or a year off and go and study uh, and research and write um, but i am thinking that that's probably not practical in our world of education but perhaps short
0: sabbaticals could be a real helpful way uh, to support our head teachers and um, how would you define the short sabbatical what kind of time period are you thinking would be would be practical and possible
1: um this is interesting i'm thinking maybe two to three weeks perhaps four weeks at the maximum a period that is not going to be too disruptive to the school and too difficult for the head to feel Yes, I could do that. If you made it really long, it would it would really change the nature. But um, I shared that idea in a forum I had with, with heads and, and chairs, and, and they, they kind of got it. They thought, yes, uh, that would work. It would, be, it would provide opportunities for some people to step up while they were away, and that would be great. Um, but it wouldn't be such a long period that it would be really disruptive to the school. So probably two to three weeks is is the optimum period for this, this form of sabbatical.
0: And what would be different from, say, calling it a sabbatical, which I love and I love the definition that you mm-hmm. described there, that period of rest and reflection and, and refreshment, what would be different than just having two weeks off?
1: I think this is a real, the real core. It's not a holiday. Mm. and I think that if it's just two weeks off, you just have two weeks off, and you might clean your kitchen cupboards, or, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. The, the sabbatical is much is more focused, um, and I see it very much as something where the head has the freedom to find the emotional, physical, and spiritual nourishment that's right for them, uh, to enable them to return to school refreshed. But it's not a holiday, and it's not a sort of... Um, uh, jolly. I think mm. the whole communication around it's going to be really important because others could misunderstand it. Um so when we discussed it and I shared these ideas with head, we were heads, we were talking about you know rest, physical rest, but also uh, time for reflection, really stepping back and taking time to make sense of of the year. Uh, what learning has come from it because we've had so much change so much rapid change I think that there's a risk we miss the learning from it if we're not careful um, and it might well be that um, it would be helpful to head to have some coaching um, or um, just to help them make sense very much on their terms but but a, a break with purpose not just a, a flop uh, and certainly not the fact that oh well she's off on holiday and we're still here yeah that's that's a real concern that staff, parents, stakeholders could misunderstand the concept.
0: And what would you say actually, that's a very real concern. What would you say if you know to other other members of staff that feel like that this feels unfair why is this, why is our head getting some time off? what would be your response to that?
1: My response to that would be around the fact that uh, there is a difference between being a part of the team and being the ultimate leader. So the level of accountability that's fallen on the head is is far, far greater than for other colleagues. And also the fact that many heads have been providing opportunities uh, to support the well-being of staff, Perhaps in being generous with time off or unpaid leave or whatever was needed. So it is that kind of fact that we The school might has probably already got a culture of supporting the well-being of their staff, and if they have, this this is part of it. I don't think it's uh, impossible for this option to perhaps be extended to other senior leaders in due course, uh, but the focus of what I've been doing is thinking particularly about heads because that's where the challenge has been that heads are looking at the well-being of all of the staff in school and it's really the chair of governance in our um, state uh, maintained sector and probably the same in academies trust the chair of governors or that person who holds that sort of local governance role is is responsible person for the head's well-being and and this is a practical way to do it so i think if it's communicated well and people understand it and time is taken with staff uh to see it to to show the the positives of it 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 will be understood but i think if it is not well communicated and and understood then it could be problematic
0: Mm -hmm. And what would you say about, say, contractual considerations? You know, would this be paid leave? Would it be unpaid leave? How? I'm sure you've done some wonderful thinking about it, and you and you said that you spoke with chairs and and heads, and the feedback was generally good. What what are what are con, some practical considerations to to take into account? Well, with
1: my HR hat on, um, sabbatical leave is not a contractual uh, entitlement. There are other forms of leave, as you know, within the the, the realms of family leave uh, that is available and uh, individuals have the right to request flexible working and so on. But contractual leave is very much up to the uh, employee in employ uh, to, to negotiate. Um, it can be unpaid, uh, but in many cases it's seen as, um, you know, reward for... Um, Service or considerable effort, uh, and so I would see in this context it definitely being paid. Um, think back to what we were talking about earlier. You know, if we don't put in positive interventions, there could be long periods of sick leave, and clearly that would be paid. So I I would see it as paid. Um, it is um, whilst the person's on sabbatical, clearly they're still bound by all the policies and procedures of the school and uh, their employment contract continuous service is maintained, Uh, but I do think it will be helpful to set out the arrangements of the sabbatical in writing uh, between the two parties, so it's really clear, and um, something around the purpose of of the sabbatical, just in in broad terms, so that it's clear to all uh, why the head's away, and and then that they're
0: coming back and continuing in their role. Mm if somebody's listening to this thinking oh gosh that sounds like a fantastic idea anything else that you can think of that that should be considered yeah
1: one of the things we talked about was you know how heads might respond and and when if if a chair wanted to raise this what how would they do it so um suggestions were um through the one to one meetings that might happen or perhaps if it's appropriate within um the performance management cycle mid-year review that might be another opportunity to plant the seed with the with the chair, or for the head, head indeed to raise it themselves with the chair because they they've been um, interested in this this idea. So I think that that was one thing. And then the other um, concept that came was one person said, "Well, perhaps I couldn't take a you know a two or three week period off, but why don't I hone in on the idea of a day of rest and take that principle and perhaps have uh, a month or two where I have a day off every week." in order to have my Sabbath, as it were, from from headship. And that was one idea that came through the discussion. Uh, The other one came, uh, which I think is a really interesting idea, is school, particularly smaller schools, with with not a lot of uh, personnel to step up um, to take the headteacher's role or or to support the, the absence of the head how schools might support each other. So um, in the area where I'm working, quite a lot of the schools are small. Some are in federations, some are in trusts, in regional hub structures. And the idea was uh, discussed about one head supporting another. So if, you know, school A head took their sabbatical uh, for a couple of weeks, then school B, they might uh, oversee the other schools. So there was a sense of that there would be someone there if something really uh, needed some... Uh, head teacher input uh, whilst they were absent, so I like that idea of of heads supporting each other to have the opportunity to have a sabbatical. So I thought that was a really practical solution.
0: Yeah, I love that idea, and it does sound extremely practical because, as you were saying, the the the, the day a week model. I was thinking if I was a head, I, I'm I'm probably already working seven days a week, so if I take a day off. It will probably just push out that work to fill up my Saturdays and Sundays. So that sounds like a less practical option to me. Just as a as an observer, I think I think it's got that risk with it in terms of how do you protect that time. And I and I know that myself. I sort of have a different a
1: number of different roles, and and then you find the one role overlaps into the day when you're focusing on a different aspect of your work so I fully appreciate that but I liked the idea that the it came through and it was heads beginning to think about um, you know ways to do it and what was also interesting uh, Maria was several heads said this is so good this is about us um thank you so much um we're always being challenged to think of others but this is something that could really help us and they were very appreciative Of the the idea. So, you know, uh, let's see how how it progresses, whether that uh, becomes a reality for many of them. And I I do hope
0: so. Yeah, I genuinely think it's a wonderful, practical idea because uh, I've had obviously many conversations on this podcast and with other people that I'm working with across local authorities and multi academy of trusts. And people are saying the same thing. We're very, very concerned about Mm -hmm. the well being of our. Senior leaders, especially our heads, because the pressure on them—the sustained pressure—has been uh, unfathomable, and we have to do something. And I love this idea of short sabbaticals to support them to have some rest, reflection, and and regrouping. Um, so, yeah. just in a practical, final practical question: When do you think? Uh, are you thinking kind of summer term? Like, how quickly could people get this into into place? I think. <laughs> I think it's got
1: to be quite quick. We've got good at doing things quite quickly in the last year. And I think this needs to be quite quick. Whilst we're still sort of on, we're still in the period of pandemic, although we are moving out of it, I think it's got to be part of this coming out of pandemic journey. So this summer, I think, is the optimum time. That will then give that opportunity for the heads to have that refreshment. Ready for the for the next academic year. I mean, if that can't happen, then it could happen a little later. But I think it, I think it's sort of a response to a particular um, crisis time we've been through, and therefore it's going to have the most impact if it's if it's fairly quick.
0: I agree. Yes, I completely agree. And it's been wonderful speaking with you. Thank you for your ideas. Is there anything before we wrap up? Is there anything else you'd like to add? Anything we've missed?
1: I think that the main thing for me is that every head teacher is different their needs are different and how they feel and their needs around well-being are different so this is a great concept but the shaping of it and the detail of it very much needs to be uh led by the head it needs to be right for them mm-hmm. uh, and then I think it can be hugely powerful and I just really hope that it, it does work it does refresh replenish restore our school leaders because they, they're so fantastic and uh, Really, we we need to value them in this way.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And something that you mentioned a little earlier about having, having something in place in writing, is that something that you could, do you have a kind of a form letter or form that people could just uh, pick up from perhaps your website or something or...? Certainly.
1: Um, I mean I, I work as an independent HR consultant as as well as uh, working in a, in a role. So I'm I'm happy to provide a, a model, a framework that, that could be made available uh, just to help uh, both parties be very clear. And of course, usually there won't be a problem, but I think it's always important, and certainly from an HR employment perspective just to set things out so that there is no no misunderstanding about the arrangement, how it's going to work and how that, that provides protection for the head, it provides protection for the
0: school. So yes, be very happy to add that resource. Good. And, and so what's the best way for people to connect with you and to, to find well, out?
1: Well, I have a LinkedIn profile. So through that um, or through my email, which um, I'll allow you to, my business email, allow you to um, share
0: absolutely so that's ann at gapartnership.co.uk that's correct yes Perfect. and thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today it was really wonderful speaking with you thank you maria really enjoyed it thanks so much for listening now check out our website pursuitwellbeing.com if you enjoyed the podcast please hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and if you feel inspired please rate and review it and share it with your friends I love getting your feedback and learning how we can improve our program.